Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. My name is Moyatu Banyakista, and I'm excited to be back. Um, This past weekend, we celebrated International Women's Day across the world, a a time where it is um, the opportunity for women across the world to celebrate the strides that women have made and you know it's supposed to be a celebratory but also a reflective time and you know for the past I don't know how many years that I've celebrated Women's Day you know it's been great to kind of just celebrate and talk about the work that God has blessed me to do etc etc but this particular year was really different for me um and so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, you know, what it really um, means to celebrate women and girls and to celebrate the work that we're doing and really what God's purpose is for women and girls. I think that's really where I'm getting at as somebody who God has really called to to um, impact the lives of women and girls. And so today I really want to focus on a topic that I'm calling your alabaster jar. What are you pouring out? You know, it was really different for me this year. I think this year I really found myself seeking God more about what truly pleases him on days like this. I find that sometimes there's so much noise on International Women's Day and and some of these kind of Women's Month and things like that. And I understand it is supposed to be a day of celebration, but what happens after the day ends and the dust settles, right? We go back to our everyday lives of kind of really working in the trenches and toiling and thinking about some of these kind of oppressive systems and structures that have really... um, worked in the disadvantage of women in many ways. So I spent a lot of time this month really praying. And after really um, spending some time on a particular occasion in a really intimate prayer time with a few sisters of mine, the Lord released a word to one of our sisters that we must do a prayer call to bring women together. And this was truly a different experience for me because I've never Um, been a part of anything like that for International Women's Day. I knew it was the will of God and I sought God and and really heard from him on this and and really felt like this was where he was leading me to. And so I have just been really grateful for God allowing me to be part of his plan. And for so long, you know, I always knew this was a path that God called me to because of the way things constantly work in my favor, doors constantly open, God constantly connects me to certain people. And it is only because this is a call on my life and this is an assignment, you know, a a divine assignment. So yes, I started my morning on International Women's Day in an amazing, beautiful time in the presence of the Lord with some amazing 
women who just really have a heart for God. And we lifted up women across the world and really just interceded and prayed uh, concerning families, concerning people's destinies, concerning people's visions, people's dreams, and uh, concerning oppression and and how it, it's working against God's women and, and, and girls and things like that. So it was really a beautiful time. It was such a beautiful time in the presence of God. And you know, after the call, I really began to talk more with God about, you know, what is what is what is the word that you want me to bring to today? If you want me to even speak today, what do you want me to really say to your people? And I heard it clearly dropped in my spirit that God's will ultimately for women and girls should prevail over the will of the world. And you know, that's like, whoa, you know, like I wasn't really expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but that was like a big, kind of a big blow of a word in a positive way. I was like, wow, God, like this is really powerful. How can I be a part of that? How can I ensure that, you know, anything that, you know, kind of runs through me as a vessel is what your vision is for women and girls, like what areas need to be pruned, like what parts of me need to be pruned so that your name can be glorified. So it was really an intimate time. And I just really still kind of like pressing in and really thanking God for what he did, you know. And so, you know, the Lord really led me to uh, a, a story in the Bible in Luke chapter 7, verse 30, you know, just the whole chapter 7, particularly starting, though, at verse 36, where Jesus is basically... um at having dinner with, with one of the Pharisees um, who invites him to dinner. And he's having dinner, and a woman kind of comes to this dinner gathering. And so I'll read a little bit, and then we'll talk about kind of what God has been laying on my spirit concerning his heart for women. So um, I'm reading the New International Version. It says, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which one of them would, will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not pour oil on my head, but she poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. So this was really powerful for me this year. I mean, I've, I know the story. I think a lot of believers know this story, but it just came in a different way. And really, God was like, 
really challenged me, asking me, you know, what is in your alabaster jar, Moyatu, and what are you pouring out? What are you pouring out to women? What are you pouring out to girls, right? And so there is this sacredness of the things that God has given us and poured into our alabaster jar. And God really wants to know how we're stewarding these things, right? So I'll give you some examples of this. Currently, I've been tasked, my company has been tasked to serve as a partner to um, an organization that's running this amazing campaign. It's called the Amplify Her Campaign. Um, It's by the African Women's Development Fund USA. And so... Um, I also sit on the board of the organization. And so being in partnership in this way is great. I'm a huge believer of storytelling and telling our stories as black women, as African women. So when I was asked to do this, I was extremely excited. And, um, so I've been really working behind the scenes and, and carefully really working with the team to curate these stories from the visual aspect of it to the, you know, written aspect. And this could be like any other storytelling campaign, but I really had to ask God, like, you know, how do you want these stories told in what manner and who do you want these stories to bless? And so that's just like one perspective on how, you know, I'm using the perfume that is within my alabaster jar is really using the wisdom, using the voice, using my creative talent that God has given me, right? So in that area, that is one of the ways I am pouring out my perfume. And we see with this particular woman who walks in, clearly this is somebody that is disdained by people in the town. This is somebody that people look down upon. This is somebody that is doesn't probably even deserve to be in this man's house according to their own kind of rhetoric of class and elitism. But Jesus says, actually, this woman has displayed love. You know, so in this woman's alabaster jar is this perfume that, you know, it's not, it's a rarity for people to, you know, these perfumes usually are expensive. They are things that are used for like really prized, really prized moments. And we see that, you know, she kind of gets down and, you know, humbles herself in humility to Jesus Christ. And so that in itself shows the reverence and the humility that she has for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And just knowing that she knows that ultimately there is a there is something that she is going to give, not necessarily in return for anything, but she's pouring out this thing. So my question to you today, especially for those of you who work with vulnerable communities or with women and girls, etc., it's like what are you pouring out? Even if you don't work with like what are you pouring out to people? How are you stewarding the gifts that God has given you? How are you stewarding the talents that God has given you? How are you stewarding the anointing that God has poured over your life? And so we see how the the woman, this is probably her last batch of maybe this perfume. Who knows? We don't know. This is probably her best prized possession. And she chooses to bless the Lord Jesus Christ with this. And she goes through this ceremony, basically, of crying at his foot, wiping his foot, and then pouring the perfume on it. And so how are you humbling yourself with the people that you serve, with the people that you work with, to ensure that you're pouring out whatever it is God has given you, right? So... We see that ultimately because of the pouring out 
that this woman does, there are things that she ends up receiving from Jesus Christ. So it's like, the question I have is like, what is in your jar? Do you even know what is in your jar? Right? So I think the first thing I really want to talk about is when you know what is in your jar, you will know how to pour it out. This woman knew the purpose of the perfume. She knew the purpose it served and she utilized it to bless Jesus. So my question to you is, what is in your jar? What are the things that God has given you to bless other people? Are you using them, right? What are the things that you have in your, in your, in that you hold, that you have the giftings that you have, that even when you're unsure of yourself and even when the world is saying the opposite about who you are, the alabaster jar that you hold will remind you of who you are. There is a divine identity that is attached to the perfume that is in your alabaster jar. In other words, your giftings, the anointing that God has poured over your life is what equates to your divine identity of how God sees you, right? So your alabaster jar can manifest in, for instance, the gifts that God has given you spiritually, the talents that God has given you, the things that come easy to you but can serve as a huge blessing to others. One of those things for me that I know God gifted me with is the gift of storytelling. And I think it directly connects to my father's lineage because my father comes from an ethnic group that is heavily known for storytelling. They come from griot culture and there are people within the ethnic group that is Mende. Mende is the name of the ethnic group. And they're just known for singing songs that tell stories. And I know that that is a gifting from God that comes from that particular group of people and God gifted it to me as well. And so I know that that is a talent. Then there's certain spiritual gifts that God has blessed me with that are still unfolding, that are still manifesting, that I'm still seeking God about. But those are things also that are within my alabaster jar. So the question is like, you have to take the time to think of what is in your alabaster jar that is there to bless other people. As a woman, as a girl, what is it that God has blessed you with and giving you to really be a blessing to others? Because the alabaster jar doesn't serve the purpose of the holder, the keeper of the jar. It serves the purpose of those that need to be poured, that it needs to be poured out upon. Right. In those days, perfume symbolizes many things. And I believe that whatever perfume that God has gifted you with has several varieties of things that it is there to do. God could have blessed you to be a giver, but you can be a giver in several ways. You could be a philanthropist. You could be somebody who gives your time. You can be somebody all in one gifting. You can have so many varieties. Right. And so there are so many things people have been blessed to do. You may have been blessed to be a, to, 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 to bring a prophetic, just prophetic words to people. You may be blessed to be an intercessor, just somebody who prays for people. You may be blessed to be a builder, somebody who builds things from scratch. You may be blessed to bring creativity to life, 
visual things, artistry. How are you blessing others? How are you pouring upon others with these things? So the first thing is like, know what is in your alabaster jar. Seek God and ask him, what is it that is in my alabaster jar? We see the same thing with Moses when God calls him. For every time, every need that is in the world, whether you're working with women and girls, whatever God has called you to, he's already given you the perfume for it. But you have to seek God concerning what is the use of the perfume? What is the use of the gift? What is the use of the anointing that he has placed over your life? That's actually really important, right? So what I think is so powerful about this story is that even though people disdained the woman, she knew what she had and she knew her identity was in Jesus Christ. And for me as a Christian, that is ultimately where my identity lies, is the fact that I don't look to people to define me. And when you think of this woman, you know, like with everything they called her quite possibly, you know, maybe they called her that she was a, who knows, a prostitute, all type of stuff. She wasn't worried about that. She was just worried about doing in that particular moment, she was there to bless Jesus Christ, to pour into him, to wash his feet. And she did just that. And so to me, that also shows that when you are aware of what is in your alabaster jar, you don't worry about what everybody else thinks. You just flow and you do what you have been called to do. And for me, for sure, with this work that I've been called to do, it is critical for me to know what is in my jar and only listen to God as he guides me, right? So let's talk a little bit about the perfume and what it, what are the different kind of entities of what it means to have this gifting, what it means to have this perfume in this alabaster jar. The first thing is your perfume is humility and strength. It does not allow, announce itself. It isn't loud. It does not boast. We see how when the woman walks in, she walks in and she goes straight into her assignment. She doesn't announce herself, hey, I'm here. Look at me, this, that, and the third. And I think that is the same thing with when you are blessed with a certain gift. When you're blessed with a certain gift, it will always make room for you right? The perfume made room for the woman in the space. This was somebody they probably wouldn't have even allowed in the house if Jesus wasn't there. But because Jesus was there and she was on assignment to do what she needed to do, her gifting, her perfume made room for her, right? And that comes with humility and in strength. So if you're operating in anything that is not humility, if you're operating in anything that where you're boasting and you know, showing off, then you're not tapping into the thing that God has given you. You're relying on your own humanity. The second thing is your perfume will, like I said, make room for you without having to do too much. You don't have to do too much when you're flowing in the things that God has given you. You don't have to struggle so much. You don't have to work so hard. Yes, you're going to have to put in work, but the work you'll be doing will be led and guided by the spirit of God. So that's really important. The third thing is your perfume will bless others. That's how you know something is from God is that people are blessed every time you pour into them right? Let's say you're somebody who has been called to encourage people. Maybe you're somebody who has a lot of wisdom that God has blessed you with godly wisdom. And you're somebody who people come to for counsel. Maybe you, because of that, you go into like things like counseling or psychiatry or like, you know, social work, clinical work, etc. right? That, that, that perfume will speak for itself in a sense that it will bless people, whether it's your patients, whether it's your friends, whoever it is that comes to you for that blessing, 
for that perfume if they have to be blessed okay that's how you will know this is this is a, this is of a divine nature this is of a divine experience it's not operating from man from the flesh of man from boasting or from something you created or something you think exists but isn't of god the other thing I want to talk about is like your perfume will tell a story for generations to come. You know, there's so many people, they leave a legacy behind and they may not even be on the earth anymore, but you hear their story and it's just like, wow. Like, let's think of people like Maya Angelou or people, you know, people who have made like significant strides in history. And we think of Jesus Christ and everything that he came on earth to do for us, you know, and ultimately give us our salvation. That story, that story, that perfume, that legacy, that walk that our Lord Jesus Christ did on earth is what ended up leaving this legacy for us as Christians to follow, for us as Christians to emulate, for us as Christians to to seek after, right? The question is like, how are you using your oil to bless women and girls in your life? That is what International Women's Day is truly about. Blessing others, praying for others, particularly for the state of women, whatever it is, let it be to bless others and not to satisfy our own fleshy desires or putting ourselves on pedestals. I can't tell you how many times when International Women's Day comes around, how much boasting I see in spaces, how much, you know, look at me, 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 I see in spaces. It's amazing. It's like we lost all sense of humanity. We lost all sense of the connection to the work, Right. And it is all about your intention. What is truly the intention for the work that you're doing? Any perfume that is of God, any gifting that is of God, the intention is always to please God. The intention is always for the glory to go back to God. The woman was concerned about pleasing Jesus Christ. And let me tell you what happens. Because of her obedience and doing what she needed to do, she taught people about love. Jesus used it as a way to teach about love. And Jesus used it as a way to teach about forgiveness. And he used it as a way to teach about faith. Because it was only faith that made that woman walk into that space. Because she knew that she was determined to do what she needed to do to meet Jesus Christ and to bless him with his perfume. Jesus then used it as a way to teach about love. So here it is, is that your gifting not only makes room for you, but your gifting becomes the platform for that which tells people about how to live life. If you are truly living within the gifting of what God has called you to do, people will see you and be inspired. People will see you and want to tap into their own gifting. People will see you and become inspired to say, you know what? God, what is the thing that you have blessed me with? Sincerely, that is one of the things I pray and I work on all the time. I say, God, let my life be a living testimony for many women and girls. Many women and girls who may be afraid to take that step, who may be confused about what, why they're here. When they see my life, let them see you. When they see my life, let them see joy. When they see my life, let them see faith. Let them see love. And let them go after those things. It was in that woman's obedience that all of these things were imparted in that space. What is it that you are doing that when people see you, are they being blessed? Are they learning? Are they growing? 
You never know who is watching you as you pour out your perfume. So pay close attention. Some of the things I've learned in this season is this. The biggest defender of women and girls' rights as a woman of faith, the biggest defender of women and girls' rights is God. Because God has the ultimate divine plan for women and girls. And it is up to us to partake in that plan. I am somebody who wants to partake in that plan as a woman of faith, who has been called to to help to change the lives of women and girls. And so we must allow God's vision for women and girls to triumph over what we think it should be. And this goes back to one of my first episodes this year, which was on divine vision. God's divine vision for women and girls is beyond what we can even think about. It's beyond what we can even imagine. But we have to be able to yield so that God can do his thing. We must also be very careful of our own agendas and things that we want to put before God's agenda. Are you doing this for fame? Are you doing this to be noticed? Are you doing this for an award? Are you doing this so people can say, yeah, that's so great? All of those are things to please the flesh. And it's a journey. Me, myself, I've had to go through a lot of journeys. There's times when God will put me on check for certain things that I do. And it's in the secret place where he's dealing with me. And he says, no, you can't do this because of this reason. Or do this because you understand that God himself will tell you and correct you if you're willing to humble and yield your spirit as to what should be done. And so this is basically what I really wanted to bring today. And the benefits, the benefits, the benefits of pouring out are just amazing because you are not, your perfume is beyond you. It is about the multitudes. It is about the people that will be blessed. It is about the scent that you will leave behind to bless people. What is it that you want people to say about you when you're no longer on this earth? How do you want to ensure you have done your part in blessing women and girls? So this message is truly for people who have a heart for women and girls who have been called in this space. My question to you today, I want you to think about is, what are you pouring out? What has God poured into your alabaster jar? Figure that out. Use it for his glory and see how it will bless so many, many, many people. We actually have a question this week, so I want to answer the question. The question says, Dear Moyatu, I've been trying to figure out what I have been called to do. As we think of Women's Month, I always struggle because I really enjoy working with young orphans. And I really think one day I want to open up an orphanage for young girls. Please, can you give me some advice? So let me say this. I think that if you feel a strong pull towards something or you feel your heart burning towards something, take it to God in prayer and ask him, is this your desire for my life? And when do you want to see this manifest? And talk to God, you know, ask God to show you if this is the season 
He will order people in your steps. Things will begin to fall into place and things will start to move. When you see things beginning to fall in place, things beginning to move, you know, okay, this is definitely of God and God wants to see this happen. And you really got to stay connected to the spirit of God. If you know, if you're a believer, you know, you just stay really close to the Holy Spirit and then really yield to what he's telling you to do. Right. And so that was really it for me. Like when I, I started this work with, um, girls, I just had this yearning to do it. And it came from me going and volunteering and spending a lot of time with girls here in the U S in Sierra Leone and realizing like, Oh wow. Like there's so much turmoil in the lives of so many girls. There's so much that girls are navigating and they don't have any support of, of adults beyond their parents. You know, there's so much girls are dealing with in schools and they don't have a space to just talk, you know, and that's when the curiosity really peaked for me. And so I would say spend some time really praying so that God can show you what is the perfume that he has given you to work with these orphans to work with these young girls that you want to start with. And God himself will reveal the plans to you. And I firmly believe that. So really take the time to do that. Yeah. Um, the other um, question that I kept getting was, you know, how should one celebrate, you know, like who kept messaging me, how did you celebrate International Women's Day? You know, and honestly, every year I don't necessarily celebrate International Women's Day. I may release like a, a statement about what I'm thinking and things like that. I'm not a big like supporter of like holiday, one of holidays anyway, but I know that one thing God has been speaking to me about is like, this is something God's heart for women is just amazing. He, he just has such a big heart for us and really cares for us. And in the Bible, there's so many stories of women who were at the forefront of, you know, just like, you know, kingdom, kingdom work and, and seeking God and being so humble and, you know, being, being unapologetic for God. And I think there's so many women that God is rising up. And in this season, that is really what I'm going to encourage you. You know, if you've been sitting on something for so long and you have this burning desire to do something like ask God to give you the fire to get up and do it, you know, reach out to another sister and say, Hey, I've been struggling and I really, think it is time for me to launch this thing, but I'm really struggling. Can you give me some advice, you know, because there are a lot of people who are just sitting, 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 sitting on their destinies and they're not moving. So that would be my, my advice to that type of thing. You know, it's not just about one day, you know, and the national is not about one day. It is a special day in heaven, believe it or not, you know, and God really like really, really, really has a heart for women and, and, you know, really is shifting things in the earth concerning the oppression of women and girls in, in so many ways and really excited to see what God is going to do in the next five to 10 years, because I think the landscape is going to look so different, um, in many ways, mark my words, but, um, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed to, to have been used to bring this short message to you all, this short podcast. And I pray that, you know, as you, as future International Women's Day come up, I, I would love to see more prayer calls. I would love to see more women of faith gathering and, and really, you know, interceding on, on the lives of women and doing more meaningful things on International Women's Day. Nothing wrong with celebrating, but I think we just always have to ensure that it is part of God's plan and aligned with God's vision. Of course, if that's your your um, your belief. If not, then you know this isn't necessarily 
um, the message necessarily that aligns with, with your belief. But I think that, you know, for people who call themselves Christians and, and women and girls of faith, I think it's just really important. And so I leave, I leave that with you. I leave that with you. And I pray that, you know, whatever plan God has for women and girls will manifest and God will raise up more women, more girls on the land that can really fulfill that. And happy Women's Month, happy International Women's Day to each and every single one of you. And remember, remember to treasure your perfume and pour out your perfume on those that God has called you to pour out the perfume to. Once again, my name is Moyatu Banyakista. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have enjoyed just hearing all the positive feedback you've been given. And, you know, God has really been working on me to go a bit deeper this season and share things from scripture. And, you know, thank you for all of you who have been just sharing your positive feedback. You know, this is also the the honor and glory of God. And of course, I'll continue to share as led and like what's happening in the workspace and things that I'm learning. But of course, everything will be rooted um, in biblical scripture because I'm a woman of faith. And God is really pushing me to really go deeper in this season and, and really bless as many women who are in need of really hearing this. So thank you all. Please remember to share as many um, to as many people as you as you think this will bless. And, um, you know, leave us reviews. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, and you can also catch the podcast on my website at www.moyatubanya.com. And you can also shoot me an email if you ever have any questions. I'm always, I always take questions um, at moyatu.banya at gmail.com. Goodbye.